The Movie Hour, episode 42, July 8, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour of programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Welcome everyone to the Megan Fox's Thumb Wrestling Movie Hour. I'm your always faithful host, Greg Maloney, and joining me in this late night episode are my motion picture allies, as always, James and Jeff. Welcome back to the show. Hey kids, how's everyone doing? Hello. <laughs> Hello. What are you guys? Are you guys able to stay? We're right now. We're recording everyone at 10:30 p.m. just for you guys. We had to fit it into our uh, <sighs> our uh, busy schedule, yeah, mainly I've, due to Jeff. I've been up since 4:30 in the morning, so I'm pretty tired right now. Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Are you going to be able to uh, spurt your uh, wisdom on movies uh, very accurately? So. <laughs> don't on my don't stage spurt from, it like, though. Do something. Can we use a different verb other than spurt? <laughs> Is that yeah, possible? I'm this out. <laughs> worming. Uh, would you rather wormings? Uh, so yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy you guys are here to join us in our late episode. I am uh, celebrating our the occasion to uh, edit this five hour thing with with booze, like Jeff always does. It's like it's an interesting world you live in, Jeff. This uh, booze during recording. I like. Oh, it's great. I get used to this. It's great. <laughs> you know, the, the problem there is, are, is that, there are a that couple if, things. if you and I just start drinking, God knows Jim's not going to start drinking, so if you and I start drinking, Jim's just going to go crazy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> this is true. Actually, before you <laughs> get started, Greg, uh, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, in our the recent slew of celebrity passing-ons, uh, Carl Malden passed away on July 1st, and I just think he deserves a shout-out. He's I always liked him as an actor and just wanted to mention that uh, we'll miss him. Guy had yeah, a good he, run. He, he was old as hell. Yeah, I, 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 I guess he got overshadowed by the Michael Jackson. Like he was a day or two before I think Michael Jackson. Then. Yeah, I heard about it just a few days he, ago and was surprised. Um, yeah, we uh, we have a lot of friends of the show, as our uh, titles suggest, and we uh, we will never forget him. Never forget him. Uh, there are a couple things also I want to mention before we get into uh, the meat of our episode. First and foremost, uh, we have a couple live listeners today. Thank you uh, for joining, including the one and only. Uh, Rogi, as we've always called him, the the master of our uh, action movies. <laughs> the and only person we'll, I know uh, that enjoyed something. the movie Stealth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we're happy. Uh, both uh, everyone's been able to join us. But uh, the other thing I want to mention: uh, us at the movie hour have a, some busy schedules coming up. At least uh, in August, and us being the popular kids that we are are going to uh, plan on doing some pre-recorded episodes for you guys. They won't be exactly. Uh, news up to date uh on on the cuff there but we will have some very interesting episodes planned for you guys um and we will uh let you know as the the news further develops in that situation but plan accordingly we will still plan on releasing our episodes on thursday so you will not miss uh our uh our episodes on the way to work or wherever you happen to be listening to us or maybe listening live we will not have that feature unfortunately but uh and on top of that um, and this concerns Rogi, one of our live listeners. Uh, I've gotten a lot of heat for this Transformers 2 uh, denouncing from last week, which I, I'm sure you are all familiar with. You can uh, tune into that episode if, if you didn't catch it. But uh, I was called a movie snob uh, twice, actually. Not just once. It hurt the first time. The second one was just twisting the knife. And I want to point out that at least me, and I think Jeff and James are uh, as like this as well, we... I will watch every every kind of movie. I will watch the slasher. Like I think I uh, even put in Killer Clowns of Outer Space. I, I like terrible movies, but this movie <laughs> was just over the top bad. And 
I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I came off that way. I'm not sure. I, I did listen to the episode, but I'm a little biased. So, you know, did I, it sound like that? Did I sound like a movie? Oh sound? yeah. Well, you sounded like you hated the movie. Um, but you know, I want to. I want to kind of defend us because if you're a movie snob, then certainly, uh, certainly I am too, and 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 Jim might be as well. I, I but I think I, I want to. Uh, I want to defend us a little bit because we will, like you said, we will watch anything, and uh, and we enjoy some. Like certainly, we talk about Indiana Jones on this movie as much as anything, or on this on this podcast as much as anything. Like if you're a movie snob, you hate Steven Spielberg like mad, and we all like Steven Spielberg to some level or you know or other. Like uh, you know, I mean, I think I think we 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 don't like certain movies, but that doesn't make us movie snobs, because we hate terrible <laughs> movies, we're movie snobs now? Oh. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. I must I must admit, though, Rogi does have a point, as he's typing out in, in chat, that uh, you, you'll, you'll tend to go in with a, a pre-opinion um, about something before seeing it. Yeah, I thought it was going to suck, and it was worse <laughs> than I thought it was going to be, so I I don't know. I did it for you guys. I went to that movie for for you guys, and uh, I'm sorry I didn't. I, I, maybe maybe you guys should tune into I don't know like the communist movie hour or something because I just couldn't. I could not go with the propaganda that everyone else was saying. Like like uh, Mr. Rogi here. Anyways, uh, we, we we have more important things to discuss. More important things to discuss. Uh, movie reviews. As as usual, we will be doing our movie reviews. We would like to bring them up to give you guys ideas, even for movies that aren't exactly released. Uh, Yesterday, but uh, even some from the past, which mine, my actual movie review comes from this week, and also from Netflix streaming. Cha-ching, Netflix! Thank you for uh, your support. Uh, <laughs> Network was the movie I watched. <laughs> don't don't laugh about our Netflix Netflix sponsorship. Um, I'm laughing I, that I, we I, don't have we, one yet, even though we. <laughs> God, we should probably like chase that down. Actually, we should probably like be calling them on a daily basis. Like it will take a, it will take you so little money for us to stop calling you. <laughs> just just a couple bucks a week. <laughs> um, they already get anyways, it for free um, every week anyway. Yeah, yeah, we should stop true. that, really. We love them. We love them. Um, so anyways, I caught Network, uh, a very, very old movie. Uh, <laughs> 1976 was the release date. <laughs> and I, I I guess I've reviewed some old movies before, but I've been doing a good job of doing, like, just released at the theater these past couple weeks. So I'm going b- back to the past for you guys. Um, network, pretty much a movie about uh, a TV network that is doing terrible in ratings, and they try... They sort of come under new ownership and try to increase their profitability and do anything they can to uh, to do that. And they end up pretty much crossing some some lines of w- what is right, and it becomes very interesting. Uh, William Holden, Robert Duvall, Peter Finch, all big big names in it. Faye Dunaway also. They do a pretty spectacular job. They do a couple of them. One is the news producer. Uh, the other major actor in it, Peter Finch, does. The the TV anchor that pretty much loses his mind goes schizo. Yeah, the really but famous scene. The, what's yeah, that? Very famous scene. No, I yeah, said very in the really scene. famous scene, you mean? Oh, yes, in the real famous scene where he says, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah. He yells it over and over again. Um, that is Peter Finch, yep. And he... And, that's not just that part, but they decide to put him on even though he's mentally unstable. They're like, this guy's sick. One of his friends like is just Glenn saying, you know, this guy's sick. Glenn Beck. Okay, uh, anybody, yeah, uh, our political junkies out there, or anybody that watches the news, uh, Glenn, Glenn Beck's a lunatic on Fox News. Uh, so, <laughs> never, never mind, fuck. Sorry. Just going for a cheap laugh. <laughs> um, sorry. 
That's too way way highbrow for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm a so local Fox, news. Fox Hello. News calling Fox News highbrow might be another another next step. Anyways, it's a, this is a lot like Fox News. It's about a um, William Holden is Peter uh, the TV the news producer is the TV anchor's friend, and he's trying to t- tell the network, hey, you got to take him off. He's sick. He ends up getting fired, uh, pretty much replaced by. Um, Faye Dunaway's character, who just is all about ratings, profit, doesn't look pretty much the cynic of the group, and it's it's interesting. They sort of talk they talk about movie plot lines and like TV show dynamics nonstop, and just act as if um, it's almost like looking into pilot episodes of production and them the characters themselves describing what's going on. It's sort of surreal in that way, where it's like they know they're playing actors of a movie they sort of describe it sort of playfully even though it it's almost like they're speaking to you kind of during during the film and it it's very interesting i'd recommend you guys you guys catching it it is netflix streamable but i'm sure you can find it somewhere else local library old movies for local library i think jeff used to take full advantage of that do you still do that stuff um i haven't a while but yeah i used to uh a lot actually it was some pretty sweet movies at the local library around here actually uh yeah I actually, uh, I, I saw that. Like uh, Jim, have you seen Network? No, it's actually on our list, the uh, the infamous movie list that we haven't been doing. Oh, okay, gotcha. Months. No, it's a really good movie. I, I watched it um, several months ago, and I really enjoyed it. Really liked the uh, the idea of like like it, this is kind of a news station, and they sort of instead of um, instead of doing the news, it's like it's the uh, instead they go for like this populist mass ratings thing, and uh, like Greg said, but it's, yeah. it's it's a really big moral question about like which what direction news stations are going in, and and is that right? And and it's it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm big pretty time. sure it's actually right downstairs in my family room right now. <laughs> Sad <laughs> as that is. Really? Yeah, you should you should <laughs> maybe you can review it next week. <laughs> Um, I actually ended up seeing a movie called Bank Job. It's uh, 2008, uh, so it just came out recently. Um, it's a British film. Uh, oh, it's, it's set Stath- in 1970s Statham, in London. Right? Yeah, Jason Statham. Um, the I, thought, I thought he was in a movie called Italian Job. Uh, I think he was, actually. But yeah, this, is, this one's so called Bank Job. So he's just doing job movies. Yep, he's, <laughs> he's got another job, yep. But uh, yeah, this one starts out with Saffron Burroughs, uh, plays this uh, girl who kind of gets in trouble with the law and... It's kind of bullied into setting up this kind of black ops bank robbery, so the the law doesn't have to be involved. They can just kind of send these people out. And she ends up recruiting some old friends of hers, one of them being Jason Statham, who kind of leads this group of criminals. Um, the movie itself is pretty much like half heist for the, the bank job, and then half like aftermath dealing with all the shit they stir up from the bank job. Um, and the whole thing is actually inspired by a true story of... Uh, a famous uh, robbery in in London called the Baker Street robbery. Uh, it was a crime that was overheard by a ham radio operator because the guys were using walkie-talkies at the time. So it became really famous, and then there was like, of this media blackout, like the government shut down the the news outlets for it and stuff like that. And it was just kind of very suspicious and stuff. Um, the filmmakers kind of did a lot of research on the actual crime and really didn't get to the bottom of what really happened. So they kind of used the parts of what they did find out and kind of put their version of what they think could have happened in this. So it's kind of a good mixture of some elements of truth and lots of speculation to, to kind of go into it. Um, in is the Jason movie, Statham the, the transporter? Is yes. he the transporter in the movie? No, okay. no, he does not re- reprise that role in this movie. Um, 
in the movie version, um, the robbery ends up involving a whole bunch of different people that become interested in the robbery after it happens. Uh, crooked cops, um, underworld pornographer, the MI6 group, British royalty, a guy named Michael X. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's kind of like the British version of Malcolm X, kind of named himself after him. So they kind of put in a lot of people that really exist into how they might fit into this whole robbery and why it was a big cover-up and stuff. So it's kind of interesting in that way that they took a real-life event and just kind of put their spin on it and tried to guess on what happened. I mean, obviously, there's tons of speculation going on there. Um, in fact, in one spot, uh, there was a dinner party, and they show two people that they don't say who they are, but they look exactly like uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and it's kind of like this hippie, and it's at one of the Michael X dinner, so it's like famous people are at this. So it kind of gives you the vibe that, okay, you know, they're trying to, you know, place real people into it. Um, I, I liked it. It's, it's not your typical bank robbery movie. Um, the characters weren't, like, the over-the-top, like, you know, I've got my specialty and I've got this kind of personality. I mean, people had, you know, little character quirks or, you know, funny antidote to tell and stuff like that, but nothing too crazy. Even Jason Statham, he wasn't, like, his old, you know, kung fu action star style. He was just kind of a small-time what? crook who's kind of in over his head. Um, it, That's Yeah, it was... It was cool because it wasn't based on, like, style or, you know, stuff like that. It was just, I mean, it wasn't, it was more the different uh, interest groups, you know, like the crooked cops and that kind of stuff. All the different vantage points during the the second half of the movie kind of kept the, the movie rolling and kept you pretty interested in what was going on. So if you're looking for, like, a, you know, nice, slick, fun caper like Ocean's Eleven, that's not what this is. This is more of just a... A telling of the story, so it was good. I thought it was worth a watch. I actually saw a movie that was uh, pretty critically acclaimed in the 80s, a movie uh, called Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. That is a good movie. And it's a, oh. yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, I, had an older, uh, I had an older review. I beat you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yours is older, uh, for sure. But I think Roadhouse might be better. <laughs> it's a movie about a uh, a big-time uh, big bouncer. Who is uh, he? He's very good at bouncing, and making and, and this guy makes him an offer to go to his club in kind of the sticks, and uh, and 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 clean the place up, and goddamn it, he does. And nobody <laughs> likes him at first, but then you know turns it. He's turning the whole town around, and uh, there's there's kind of a love interest, and he kicks really high. And he does tai chi in front of his barn. And uh, and then he has to go. Uh, he has to go fight the uh, the the evil guy in the town, who's played by Jackie, Jackie Treehorn. And that was the movie. It was awesome. I really liked it. Like that part where the guy had like a a knife in his boot, and Pat Swayze just beat his ass anyways. Is that the part? Yeah, you're yeah, that about? part was sweet. But the best part was when the guy was riding away on the motorcycle after like lighting the barn on fire, and Patrick Swayze like ran really fast and then, like jumped off of like sort of a like a ridge and tackled him off the motorcycle and then beat him up so bad that he killed him. That part was awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, so, would you recommend this for anybody? Like, is this a family movie, Jeff? For family anyone one? and everyone. Yeah, ages ages 3 to 93. <laughs> this is a phenomenal movie. It, it, really, life lessons about not letting Jackie Treehorn run your town. Um, and how, yeah. how... And Jeff Healy's uh, in it. Who's Jeff Healy? The blind musician. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is in that. Yeah, yeah, he plays a blind musician. Yeah. If we're going to talk about anybody, talk about Sam Elliott. He's, he's the boy. Yeah, he's Sam Elliott's boy. in it, too, yeah. the, uh, the, from, uh, also from Big Lebowski. Yep. Um, yep. It's, uh, it's, it's, he's, he's pretty good, and he plays uh, 
he plays another really good bouncer, a really like a legend in the game, and uh, then then he gets killed. All right, Spoiler all right, alert. Jeff. It's it's how much how many beers have you had? It's time to time to cut you off. I think you need to get bounced yourself. How about that for a joke? That's a that's a that's a really fucking great joke, Greg. <laughs> Uh, we uh, <laughs> that that'll be it for our movie reviews today. Hopefully that helps you, helps you uh, decide what you're gonna rent at the at the, the store next time. Uh, we do have some some serious things to discuss. Uh, Harry Potter next week. I hope you guys can contain your excitement. July fifteenth, it's uh, the sixth installments coming out. Which the first thing I have to bring up: Has any movie gone six deep? Like, do we know anything else that's had six? Ep- like, Star Trek. I'll call them episodes, but. Uh, movies Star that have actually made Star Trek. Yep. Anything else? Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. Bond. Sort of. Bond. Bond. Good call. So we have three. I'm I'm guessing the the Police Academy. Oh, the, I think the Police <laughs> Academy did make it to seven. That's a good point. And I'm sure you know more than by guessing. I bet you got the. I bet you all those fucking things. They are genius. It's hilarious. Yeah. Not not many, I guess. So uh, they they're uh, they're part of a, a small group. A small group making to the sixth. And I, I'm probably going to sell my buy my uh, buy my ticket for this movie too. Although I'll probably have higher hopes for this than I did Transformers. But um, I never actually I never actually read the books. Did I, I'm not expecting anything out of this. Is this? Does these get darker and darker? It sort of seems like that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry. Books, I, I guess I'm, I'm Jim, not good at that. Jim, did you read the books? I have not read the books. <laughs> I'm not a reader. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I actually read books one through six. Um, for well, for one, they're they're actually they're they're really easy reads. They go by really fast, and they're sort of entertaining. Um, not a whole lot of you know real literary value to them, but I uh, my, everyone in my family read them, and I sort of became a pariah for not having read them. So I started reading them, but I refused to read that seventh book. And you know, I really if if anybody's annoyed by how much of a bitch Harry Potter is in the movies and how much he just whines about everything and how like it's way worse in the books. That's that's number one. And number two is I just I like the stories. I just don't get a kick out of like I, like I don't know. It it just seems totally. Even I'm willing to suspend my disbelief and 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 realize and okay great it's a magical world where there are magicians and that sort of thing but the idea that like these young student wizards can go up one v one against the uh, the evil the most evil nefarious wizards in the world is just ridiculous to me and it becomes more and more of that crap and uh, I don't know so I haven't read the seventh one but yeah you get a sense for that in the movies it's even more so in the books they're just tag-teaming uh, evil wizards that are three times as cool as they are? Yeah, I mean, it's the same in the books, I'd imagine. But, yeah, and right. they, I don't know. It's just, like, I, to me, like, the, the only really redeeming, like, again, I, they're, they're, like, relatively entertaining, and they, they read really fast, so, like, if you're just bored and want to read something, you know, but you're not going to learn anything or get, I don't know, like, it's, it's not going to teach anything about yourself or anyone else by reading these books. Uh, but, you know, like, the only redeeming quality I always thought of the books was the uh, was Ron Weasley's older brothers. They were hilarious in the books, and I don't think that's quite gone through to the movies, but I could be wrong about that. Um, at any rate, yeah, I'll probably go see this. The special effects have always been really well done in, in these Harry Potter movies. And you, you haven't gone out to the theater for, well, I guess you did go catch uh, whatever works recently, but... Yeah. Uh, I guess you haven't gone out for the big ones yet. You're not a blockbuster guy, Jeff. I don't think you are. I, I just I hate being in the theater with other people. They they drive me crazy. Uh, not being a person who's read the books and just being a, a movie watcher, I've I've actually 
enjoyed the movies less as the series progressed. Like, the first one was really good to me. It was kind of interesting, kind of learning the, the world and the characters and that kind of stuff. But then as it become, I don't know if it's just become more serious and I lost the taste for it. But, yeah, like, I, I, was just, I liked the first one a lot. And just as the series has gone on, I lost interest in it. You know what it Probably is? I'm not going to see it. It's the Quidditch. There's What's no that? more Quidditch in it. That's why. You like the Quidditch part. <laughs> Quidditch is excellent. No, just, I think I've been introduced to the world now, and nothing's new to me now. So now it's just, okay, now they're fighting. And, you know, I don't know. Just Helena Bonham Carter's kind of hot, though. I bet you she's going to be more in this one. And she plays a crazy person. So right, which she's really good at. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what pulls me into these movies. Maybe it's just I'm... Uh, I'm a I'm a sheep like everyone else, but I, I it's the magic, the fantasy. Maybe that maybe that's it, and maybe it's because uh, Dumbledore is super cool. I'm I'm a dumb, I'm part of Dumbledore's Uh-oh. army online. So. Bad news, bad news. <laughs> oh man, don't okay, don't say it, don't say it. Spoiler, spoiler. Um, so yeah, I'll probably I'll probably be I'll probably be there as well. The the one other question I had about this now that Transformers has uh come to pass and did. It didn't actually do that well this week, but I'm, I'm curious. Well, I mean, it was number one. It made $42.3 million, but uh, that was 60, what is it, 61% down from last week. So Right, right. Hopefully it'll half again and just disappear in the next couple of weeks. Spare spare the rest of the, the culture. Um, but, yeah, Harry Potter, is this going to pretty much come right back and do the exact same thing Transformers did and maybe actually have some legs this time? But what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think Transformers is going to be number one still. I'm I'm sticking with my original guess that uh, it's going to be tops for the year. Agreed. Uh, I, yeah, I think the Potter's probably going to be second or third when all is said and done. Second or third, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, see if your Transformers, your, your Transformers movie keeps it up. And Public Enemies actually didn't do that much over the weekend either, which is sort of surprising. For a rated R movie, it did pretty well. I mean, 25 25 mil for rated R movie is pretty solid. Whatever. Yeah, especially right on the the weekend after Transformers. Johnny Depp Johnny Depp movie trumps rated R movie, and you thought it would thought it would have done better, but whatever. Um, I think I don't know Harry Harry Potter being the sixth movie might not have as much of a hype as the Transformers second, but. Uh, hopefully it'll do pretty well. Then again, me, I think if, if you think about the people that lined up to get the sixth and seventh book, that the, those people were lined up around like borders and stuff. So maybe yeah, maybe yeah. they're getting more and more psycho about it. Yeah, so maybe, we'll see. maybe it'll army do better. Of kids is going to be strong, and with armies of kids comes armies of parents. So that's, that's true. A lot of ticket sales. That's true. Just I just um, hope they don't have that- guns. Or that stabs. is one other thing. <laughs> or stabs. One the the I guess I have one other last comment. And the kids in the movie, like, is it something that's turned you off, James, from it? Like, did you, you like the first one a lot? You said like I one issue I guess I had with the movies to begin with was how the just the kids in it were so young. And when you watch it, which is on to Jeff's point, how they just seem so whiny and like these these kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, is it that they, now that the kids have grown up, you don't like it as much because Seems like the kids bothered me the most. Now that they're actually like growing into, quote unquote, real actors. Uh, right. No, I think it has to do more with the world. I mean, being a first-time viewer and never having read the book, it was—I don't know. It was like I was stepping in the 
you know, the world the first time just as they were. So I was kind of experiencing things as the characters were. So I think a lot of that magic is gone now. So I think that's the main thing for me. I'm happy you use magic as your, 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 uh, yeah, see, (laughs) see the magic's gone soon to be with the rest. Uh, the one, uh, another topic we were, we had discussed a little bit off air that I want to, uh, bring to attention today is kids in movies, uh, have always like in Harry Potter and also in a lot of other things, I, I don't think I actually respect any new movie that comes out that much with a kid actor. Like, I know we talked a little bit about Little Miss Sunshine and, uh, what is Abigail Breslin? Is that, I forget her name. That was exactly her name. Sounds That's right, right to me. Awesome. I'm happy. I'm happy to remember that. Um, some, some kids can do it, but really, it's almost, it's almost like I watch a kid and I think, oh, that's good for a kid. Like, well done. You're 10 years old. Good job. But can kids actually be serious actors? Mason Gamble. Mason Gamble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to go big. Going back to, the, going back to the Parker Posey from several weeks ago. Um, yeah, my, I think Natalie Portman does a great job in both Beautiful Girls and The Professional. Um, I think Kirsten Dunst does a great job in Interview with a Vampire. I haven't seen that yet. So. She's still at the same acting level as she was then as she is now, so not a whole lot of improvement there. But, yeah, it's it's few and far between. Usually it's, okay, this kid's going to play the precocious kid who says stuff and people laugh type of thing, like the Jerry Maguire kid or, you know, maybe Drew Barrymore from E.T. or something. But, so you're blaming yeah, the for writing? The part, um, no, I think that for the most part that's – pretty much all they can do it's the range <laughs> of a child actor is to say something silly yeah it's just like yeah just exactly is it possible that's I mean, the range of a child to say something silly <laughs> normally children aren't profound and deep and and possessing right. complex emotions i i'm not I'm just right yeah you that's what you i was gonna say jeff your your take on it is just they don't they're not a uh, mentally prepared for the role as much as an adult, they haven't they haven't experienced pain yet. Is that your is that your problem? Well, no. I mean, that's just the child. Like, I mean, really, like when, like, I don't know. I, I think if a child actor does a good job playing a child, then they've done a good job. And children really <laughs> don't have deep, complex emotions. I don't I don't think anyway. Like uh, like adults do. I mean, there, there's not like the, I, I don't know. The things that turn me on uh, to to a character in a movie is usually if they're able to kind of. Uh, Portray subtlety and that, and uh, and complexity in a character um, that it, just children don't have those things in real life. Like they, there's no such thing as subtlety or like uh, or uh, a, a mixed emotion in a child. It's, yeah. it's 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 usually one of three things: like glee, I'm hungry, and I'm tired. Like those those are the like. So I mean, I, I guess I, like especially, I'm talking specifically about like little children. I guess when you get to like ten, eleven, twelve. 18 things changed a little bit but um, yeah i guess we would have to sort of describe or uh, draw a line where where our, what we would call a child actor like maybe just anything that was not an adult like you've got a lot of teenagers there then and it gets a little more a little more hazy and you start dealing with cory feldman which i can't believe you guys didn't bring up cory feldman yet like come on the best child actor ever out of child actors i think i mean for the most part bad performances don't bother me with the exception of maybe, like, three. Um, I think Jake Lloyd as Anakin Skywalker in Phantom Menace was horrible. Oh, God, oh, God. God. <laughs> Jaden Smith from, uh, what the hell was that movie that I reviewed? The uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still. I found him very annoying, and I don't think it was on purpose. And then uh, I'm not a Macaulay Culkin fan. What? I know I took oh, Macaulay Culkin. How did <laughs> I not think I'm of not that? Macaulay. Jersey, yeah, home alone? I've just never been a... 
Yes, I have. And that's the main reason I don't How like many it. times? I th- <laughs> Once is more than enough. Well, you're old, though, so I guess it's different. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, you guys can relate to that character a little bit more than me, I, I would think. I used to try and yeah. I used to try and build like anti-robber shit in my house after I saw that movie. I loved that movie. That is sort of the thing, though. Like, is it when you see, like, do you just like the childhood actors from your childhood, or can you actually watch a new movie where the new ch- the the child in your you know later adult years actually does a good performance? Is the enduring quality I lost? I mean. You know, my older years, I've like I said, I've appreciated Natalie Portman and Kirsten Dunst, but then again, they played a much more you know wise beyond the years type, you know, or more adult type of child. So I guess there could be some truth to that. That you know, they, you like the the more infantile actors when you're close to that that range. There are actually a couple of kid actors that have been nominated for for some of their roles, and uh, like Abigail Breslin, like I mentioned earlier, was is one of them. But there's some some bigger names too. Well. Bigger names being Jodie Foster, but I was also going to mention uh, Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, which I'm sure everybody loved him in that movie. See, I remember you guys having a big problem with him. I, I didn't think he was bad, but I didn't think he was good either. I was kind of middle of the road for him. But Anna Paquin's the on that list too, which is, I don't know. The whole children getting nominated for Oscar thing is, uh, I don't know if I like it or not. I don't know if any of them have done really good enough to get nominated except for Maybe Natalie Portman, but she didn't even make the list. So there, there's no one. None of them have won either. Like they've been nominated, but there haven't been. Have no, there been Anna winners? Paquin won, and Tatum O'Neill won. And oh, really? Okay. Uh, Patty know, Duke one won, one, didn't she? Yeah, Patty for, Duke uh, Miracle won for Miracle Worker. Yep. Weird. Yeah. I feel like. Must... Uh, what was the chick's name from? Yeah, the whale writer, uh, Keisha Castle Hughes. Um, like they made an excellent point when, when I remember reading this when she got nominated. Like, listen, yeah, she did really well, but you know, like, let her let her career develop a little bit and let her really enjoy it when she gets nominated again. Because like right now, you know, like they, they don't even know what that means. Like, you know, at, at thirteen years old or eleven or whatever it is, you don't even really have an idea of what that means. And it just seems weird to give somebody that young, like the the pinnacle of it. Hey, you're at the the top of your craft when it probably isn't even true. Like really, like I don't know. I I, I yeah. I'll be honest. I, I the only one I've seen is Anna Paquin in the piano, and she wasn't the best actress that year. Give me a freaking break, <laughs> or like I, I don't know. So I guess I that that's my piece on that. Yeah, I feel no, like I every time they get a nomination, it's like, oh, you did really good for your age, but that's not the point of the whole thing, so why even give out a nomination for that? So, yeah, right, think, That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Meryl Streep does really well for her age, too, but she doesn't win every <laughs> She gets nominated every year, though. Goddamn right she does, at least <laughs> While we're discussing brat little kids getting nominated for Oscars, uh, there is an interesting update from, I think it was only like two weeks ago, they did you hear about this? They changed. I'm doing a Jay Leno impression. Did you hear about this? <laughs> did you hear about they this? Changed, yeah. yeah, they changed uh, the motion picture or motion picture best picture nominations to ten pictures, ten movies per year. Like they're gonna nominate ten movies, and one winner is gonna yeah, come out that's of it. Fucking stupid. <laughs> they put it's it fucking. <laughs> does anyone does anyone have the opposite opinion? Because I agree entirely with Jim on this. <laughs> So All right, I'll play dumb. devil's advocate. I'll play devil's advocate here. All right, there's only there's only like 200 movies that come out a year that people actually hear of, and 
10 is a very small, small number compared to that. You know, it's it, I, like 10 movies isn't that big. You know, I don't see a problem with it. Let's let's look at what got nominated last year. Remind me, yeah. guys, what, what got nominated last year? <laughs> Milk. I don't remember. The wrestler. Not, not many of them were probably very good. <laughs> right. Milk. The wrestler. Um, Slumdog. Slumdog. Which, yeah. Which, which won it? Yeah. What the else? reader was on there too. The reader was on there. Okay. And what was the fifth? And one? there's one other. Yeah, I don't remember. So it wasn't even good enough that we fucking remember it. <laughs> Do we really need ten? Yeah, I mean, like the only I don't movie know, not going to get nominated with... is going to be Transformers Two. <laughs> I don't think it has to do with <laughs> Transformers Two. I don't think it has to do with if we're going to remember it or not. Maybe if there's ten, ten in the window, whoever's voting, will actually. I think that maybe they just think there needs to be more appeal, more options, more variety for those people that more want to vote. Big budget for films, so they watch the Oscars. <laughs> All right, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. How yeah, they, we'll my shoot. question is, how are they going to fit all those assholes from the movie like in the front row? Like all those nominated people <laughs> yeah. need to and, fit. And, and like, there's always like ten from each movie, so that's a lot of seats that <laughs> yeah. need to open up. Yeah, because the Oscars don't last long enough for everybody right now. Let's just tack on as much time as possible. Well, I heard they're going to yeah, cut out like the the achievement awards, like the lifetime stuff. Just like, oh yeah, these guys have been serving the industry for so long. Fuck them. Let's get some new movies in here. And, <laughs> are they know, seriously cutting out the lifetime? Achievement Award because that's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's great. Like, you know, you know what we need? We need Michael Bay in here. That's God. That's great. <laughs> Let's get Shrek. I don't. Four I just thought it was interesting. Said. I don't. I don't. Need, I didn't watch the uh, Oscars this year or last year, and I probably won't watch them this year. So maybe I'll do it for the show, I mean, but only for the show because snob. I love you guys. Even I mean, just the perf- the actual show itself. I mean, besides that, it still doesn't make any sense. I mean, it becomes less of an honor if you're on. Nominated because everybody else got nominated too. Um, right. Some people kind of, or at least I tell myself this every year, even though I don't do it. But I'm like, you know, I should go see these movies that were nominated. You know, maybe they'd be good. But if there's ten of them, fuck that. I'm not seeing all ten of them. Five. Yeah, and a lot of times they do a re-release in a lot of theaters and everything. There's no way some theater is going to re-release all those movies. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Now that it's been nominated for an Oscar, it's going to be, it's going to get more more press. But since there's billions of people in that pool yeah. now, it's not going to matter. Plus, I always hear stories about how, like, the academies, they don't have, you know, they don't make sure they have enough time to, you know, watch all these things. And so now you're just making it more cumbersome than, you know, problem that already exists. So I don't, I, I don't even see the bonus to it. It's just basically you're giving five more nominations. You're basically, I mean, the same five people that didn't make it last year would have made a nomination but still lost. So I, I don't know. I don't think it changes anything except for a, you know name recognition for five more. And, and yeah, being dude. able to slap Oscar nominated on the uh, on right. the DVD cover, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they used to do it back in like the 30s or the 40s or something, and I'm pretty sure there was a reason they stopped doing that. Send. Uh, we need to start an internet internet group to uh, fight the Oscars. They're taking over. It's a we'll great idea. Around. I'm on that. I'm going to work on that right now. <laughs> um, it is time in our uh, precious episode. It's it's also getting super late here, so I think I'm going to pass out after uh, editing editing our lovely episode. But it is time for our ever ever precious Parkinpozy play right along. Which, yeah, <laughs> we're in bed doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, not together, but we're in bed discussing this. Uh, not all with three you of us guys. anyway. <laughs> Um, but yes, the Parker Posey play along, which is our, our question we bring up every every week to uh, 
our other other co-hosts that they have to answer on the fly, and that you, uh, the listener, can listen to answer on online on uh, the forum. I'm the too tired for it this week. Can we just skip it? <laughs> can we skip this? Or uh, you can go to the Facebook page, uh, search the Movie Hour, and you should uh, find Parker Posey's there. And uh, last, but week, I wouldn't James, recommend it. <laughs> last week, uh, the question came from you, James. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, and my question was, what is your favorite movie death? Nice and simple, and I was hoping to draw some people in, and I thought I got a lot of responses. I was really happy with the turnout for this. Yeah, yeah, you, you did well, Jim. Your last two questions have been phenomenal. So, yeah, I got like the one thing. I, the one thing I did want to point out is it was a, quite a bit like uh, a previous Parker Posey, not sort of like it. We, I think, our first Parker Posey ever was who was one of your favorite characters that died in a movie, which brought up some people actually brought up similar answers because I don't know. I think they, it, they both those fit the category. You know, you can tell yourself whatever you need to hear. I think mine may have gotten more responses, but I'm not positive on that. I'd have yep. to check the tape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the responses you liked? Actually, uh, one that didn't get mentioned that I should have mentioned was the Brad Pitt and Meet Joe Black, just him getting blasted with a car, because <laughs> that's a really just cool death. Kapow! <laughs> but uh, Katie brought up uh, Marvin from Pulp Fiction getting shot in the face, which is a really good reference. Yeah, same, same general idea. Just this isn't. Like, yeah, just. I don't boom, know where boom, like, that. Oh my god! But uh, the comedic I, I was, death. I see how you are. One that I haven't seen but sounds hilarious is the one that uh, Steve from Facebook and KPW brought up about the Night of the Living Dead, about how the the team goes in to rescue the guy and they shoot him by accident after all the. You know, trying to live through the night in the you know zombie world, and I haven't seen that, but that sounds hilarious. But uh, my it's favorite. not very funny when you watch it. It's, you know, a guy getting his head blown off. But I see what you're saying. Man did die. <laughs> a man died. <laughs> he yeah. His th- those were those were good answers, and uh, I actually pointed out that Jarv had a similar a George Romero uh, answer as well from Day of the Dead, and. Apparently he just has the touch of uh, the death scenes, but uh, Night of the Living Dead I've seen, Day of the Dead I haven't, and that death at the end, he pretty much survives through the night from zombies onslaughting and then just ends up getting killed by, not friendly fire per se, but he ended up getting killed by uh, the sar- the sergeants and police that came up and tried to save him. It was sort of funny. Killed by uh, the same people that were trying to save them from the zombies. Yeah. Terrible. I-, I might have to give Scott the win, though, for sucking up to me by putting the Raiders death in there from the, the sword-wielding guy getting <laughs> shot instead of a big long fight. That's a really good one. Yeah, he had a lot of answers. Yeah, it's rock-solid death, yeah. Jeff, do you have any sweet picks? You know, I, I was so impressed by so many of these, I really would hate to uh, hate to single out one aside from my own, uh, which was clearly the best answer. And when, you, when of course, I, I say would hate to, I, I as always, I mean, I would love to single out one particular answer that I really liked, and that was... um. That was that was our favorite listener ever, Jarve. I agree with you. His day of the dead call was perfect. I also noticed that uh, Jeff, your answers to the Parker Posey are always the shortest. Is that, is I got things to do, kids. Things to do. <laughs> oh, an excellent, an excellent Parker Posey. And uh, as you guys know, I, I'm sure you're all waiting, just dying to hear this in your chairs or wherever you happen to be listening. Uh, my Parker Posey is this week. And we had a very good showing to my last Parker Posey, which is the ice cream, the ice cream question of legend. And I have another good one for you guys. It's not as funny, not as good, I, I would say, but it's good. Uh, the question is, if you were to bury a time capsule with a movie in it, for future generations to find, what movie would you, would it be and why? Now, so there you could go a lot of ways with this. It could be anything? 
Criteria can be anything. I don't like as long as you're putting in a movie and it's for people as that have never heard reason. For people that haven't heard the time capsule over time capsule, the idea is you put paraphernalia, whatever of your culture, in a box, shoe box, whatever, bury it, and the idea is some people in the future are going to find it after they're digging up our corpses and learn, learn about, about our culture. Yeah, learn something about us. You know. Something about the time capsules. I know in my life, in elementary school, I probably buried five of those things. <laughs> I never dug up one. That pissed me off like crazy. Like, I was putting all my good shit in there. I never got any good shit from anybody in the 50s. Pissed me right off. <laughs> Let's just go randomly digging so, so we can try and find some. Yeah, good idea, good idea. So, <laughs> I, my answer... Outside uh, of elementary schools. To bury in my time capsule. Uh, I'm going to go with The Dark Crystal, which you might be surprised by. It's not my favorite movie. It isn't. And uh, the the reason behind this, like the movie doesn't re- represent any ideology or creed or anything that that we have right now, but I picked it mainly because it's so fucking weird looking and just semi deranged that that I think it would spark some serious interest from whoever just dug this thing up. They would see it and be like, "Wow, we need to learn more about these people right away." And I, so I, that's so why I'm going to with this inspire. Movie them to learn about us instead of actually... Yes, yeah. It's more of a, a catch their attention, you know? The first two minutes needs to grab the audience or it's over. And they're going to see that and be like, what the fuck's going on with these people? And they'll delve further into the, the situation. And of course, Jim Henson's always a bonus. And Frank Oz, of course, also. But uh, I, that's my that's my rationale for it. And uh, that's my pick. So, James, Jeff, what do you got? I got um, one. Oh, go for it then. Uh, Battlefield Earth. Uh, so that people in the future look at the movie that I put in there and think that that's a possible, what we thought might happen in the future, and just laugh and laugh. And I thought laugh. you were going to say so they can learn from our mistakes, but apparently you didn't. <laughs> you didn't go with that that's route. Pretty... You didn't go with that route. James, well, you got something better than that? I hope so. Um, I'm going with one of my uh, favorite standbys. Uh, I'm going with Saving Private Ryan, just to show him. How much of a warring race we are, and but yet they're still good people. In How the world, awesome Tom Hanks is! So, even though we kill each other, we have even some though we kind kill each other, there's good parts <laughs> behind us and that sort of thing. So I'll go with that. We have a couple of live chat answers. One, uh, one being Fight Club, <laughs> to show quote to show those future people what we're really made of. And we also <laughs> we also have another one being Rambo, which is, I think, along the same lines, but hoping that aliens find it and know how badass, <laughs> badass we are. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, you guys are good. Idiocracy, which is interesting. Yeah, Idiocracy being the movie, just in the future we're just going to get dumber and dumber. Pretty funny with Luke Wilson. But, um, yeah, very good answers. And uh, I hope you have uh, better answers at, at uh, thegungapit.com. You can answer the Parker Posey there. Again, it being if you could bury a time capsule with a movie in it, for future generations to find, what movie would it be and why? Thanks again, live listeners, uh, for showing up here, and also thanks for your Parker Posey answers. Uh, we will be looking forward to your responses online, and again, uh, in the future, coming probably August, we'll be doing uh, some pre-recorded episodes for you guys. Stay tuned on that. It'll be some. Uh, we have a special plan for you guys. It'll be good. Uh, James and Jeff, as usual, thank you for your input. Hope everybody enjoyed. Drive safe. Thank you again for joining us today at the Megan Fox's Thumb Wrestling Late Late Night Movie Hour. Take care.
usually around this time I'm shit faced, so you guys, you listeners out there, you guys better are- better understand what kind of sacrifices we make to put this podcast out. Getting shit faced or not getting shit faced, I can't remember which one I do for the show. Us. Good God, man. Speak. Uh, good fucking Christ. Give me a second. I'm going. Fuck shit. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Alright. That's pretty good. That's good. That's better than I can do. Yeah, but I, but I can't do it that good. That's, your sounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I 